welcome, welcome to another episode of the Just a Couple Dudes Jacked podcast. I'm your co-host, Eric Flattiger. And with Eric is the other co-host, Anthony Michael Cole. And today we are missing Frank Lewandowski III, but we do have a very special guest today. Uh, his name is Lee. Now, Lee, I'm going to need some help with your last name. Pereira. Pereira. Okay, I was almost thinking Pariah, but I didn't think it was that Pereira. Okay. Um, you just completed 16 marathons in 16 days for charity, and I think you ran like 50 miles on your last day. And you're also a musician. Every Anyone, just look up Lee Pereira on Spotify. You'll find some really killer music. And um, yeah, man, that's, that's all I kind of know so far, though, about you. So we're hoping to get to know you better throughout this podcast. Yeah, and his music rocks too. Like the dude's got it going on. Like his, it's good music. This isn't just some. We don't just talk to everybody here. Uh, this guy, we were like, okay, people need to hear his message. People need to hear his story because he obviously has one. He's got a lot to say. Uh, so uh, yeah, Lee, we'll let you take the ropes. Oh man, thank you so much, man. Uh, I always appreciate the opportunity to just kind of share a little bit of my story and, and what I got going on and. You know, especially obviously right now with, with giving back. I, you know, I almost didn't do the marathons this year because this is the second time I've done it. And, um, you know, but I feel like now more than ever, people need inspiration, you know. Oh, man. Yeah. What prompted you to do uh, these marathons? I, I guess, number one, I'm crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last year, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of Ellen DeGeneres. And I just dig that, you know, she spreads inspiration and, and happiness and stuff like that. And so like one day Absolutely. I was, I, I was just submitting to, you know, like uh, if you go to her website, you know, there's like, you know, if your dog did something funny, submit that. If, if you know a teacher that deserves to have their like student loans paid off, you submit that. And then one of them was just like, do you want Ellen to make your dreams come true? I was like, hell yeah. Like have me come on your show. I'll play you a little song. We can all dance, have a good time. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> So I just started submitting to her show. Like I did it every day. I did a video blog uh, for over 200 days in a row. And on one of those video blogs, I was just doing like a, like a, normally I'm like a four to five mile run about four to five times a week. And I was running and I was doing my video blog that day. And I literally just said into the camera, like, Shh, maybe I'll run to California if I need to. And um, that was on New Year's Eve. Uh, two years ago and March of that same year, I would broke it down to 16 marathons in 16 days. And I literally ran from Phoenix to Burbank. No. Wow. Way. That's insane. How far is that? Uh, I did like 450 miles over the course of 16 days. God damn, man. That's insane. And cause like, I can't legally, you can't run on the I 10. So like, uh, yeah, I think it's like normally like 360 or something. And then I ran on like different highways, not interstates. Um, and then I also kind of got had a situation in the San Bernardino Mountains and had to do 45 miles on day 12 last year. So I think it should have been like 419 miles, but I ended up doing 450. Oh my God, that's, that is insane, man. I mean, I have a running background. I ran cross country and stuff like in college and in high school, but I've never run anything like that. That's insane. So were you basically running just over a marathon every single day just to do that? Yeah, so on paper, stuff looks good. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yep. you know, I broke it down. Um, I had run a couple of marathons before in my life and I was like, oh, man, like, it's not a race. Like, I could definitely get through it. And uh, 
And so I broke it down. It was 16 marathons in 16 days. And this is talking about last year. And uh, on day two, also just one more thing, like I'm just out there by myself. There's no like buddy cheering me on, nobody giving me bananas every few miles. So I had a, a camel bag with like two liters of water. I had some food. Uh, I had some other like personal stuff just to like make sure I have everything I need. I also had a battery pack because I, I live streamed every marathon on my Facebook. So I had like 15 pounds of weight. And uh, wow. by, the end of, by the end of day two, my MCL um, behind my right knee started like giving out. And then on day three, uh, I was like, oh, I'm prepared, bro. I, I wrapped it up, you know what I mean, and, and had it all good. And uh, and then I had an allergic reaction to the wrap, and I didn't oh, know geez. it. And when we got home on day three, um, the allergic reaction caused my skin to blister. And when we took the wrap off, it ripped the blisters off my leg. And uh, it was pretty brutal. And so day like three or day four and day five, I was hurting pretty bad. I think I did like 20 miles. Um, and then I was trying to play catch up, you know, every day since then. And uh, a couple of days I did like 30 miles. It, last year was both years were brutal, but last year was like devastating. <laughs> yeah, man. I was going to say, so like every story I've heard uh, here at just a couple of dudes, we've talked to a lot of people that have just done amazing, amazing things. And everything I've, I've seemed to have heard is that they do these amazing things, but there was a reason they did it. You know, maybe it was because they, they looked up to somebody and they did something and they wanted to accomplish something themselves. Uh, very oftentimes it's, you know, they endured, something that was very, very hard. What was it that prompted you to do such a thing? Um, two words, David Goggins. Oh, oh nice, yes. man. I love David. Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. Exactly. Uh, we definitely know David Goggins here at this podcast. So, um, yeah, so it, in the process of, of me just having this idea, uh, I was in the middle of his audiobook and his whole like 40% rule and, and whatever. And that's what just it gave me the confidence to be like, no matter what, uh, I could get 26 miles in, in a day, right? I'm not racing nobody. I have no time limit. Like, obviously, I want to finish it sooner than later. But like, if I'm struggling, I'll walk, you know? And on those days that I had like these injuries and stuff like that, I definitely did like a fast walk. And so I just figured I, I knew I could do it. And then the tied in besides Ellen um, and me playing music, there's three local charities uh, in town that I do this for. So besides the Ellen Fund, I'm raising money for Arizona Cancer Foundation for Children, Chrysalis, which is driving out domestic violence, and the Arizona Healthcare Foundation. And my connection to all those is that I play music for a living. And so I also give back. So like before all this coronavirus stuff, you know, once a month, I'm at Christ, uh, the crisis shelter for Chrysalis. Um, and I'm playing for victims of abuse and, and I go donate my time for an hour and I, I sing and, and, you know, just kind of lift up the vibe. I, you know, same thing with, um, Arizona healthcare foundation, they support elderly people. So there's a few, um, you know, Alzheimer dementia memory unit places, which like that's, that's how my grandfather passed. So, um, you know, I go there and I play for these older people and, and play some Jim Croce and, and some the Beatles and some Stevie wonder and whatever, you know, just to, get the vibe up and so i combined all this in this crazy whirlwind and so i was like cool I'll, I'll i'll run to california i'll try to get ellen's attention and i'll give back to these three charities i work with in town including her charity mix four 
uh, live stream the whole thing so nobody can be like, yo, come on, bro, you took an Uber. Like, no, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's awesome, man. Oh, well, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious. So did you ever get her attention? Um, so last year when I did it, uh, I got a response back from like an associate producer said they love what I'm doing, love what I did. I, we did like a, a background check on me and my fiance and all this stuff. And then, uh, and then they kind of just ghosted me, um, which, you know, is what it is. And, but I'm stubborn and I'm like, cool. Well, I'll do it again next year. <laughs> oh, dude, and, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that is cool, man. Oh, go ahead. You there? Oh, Lee, you know, did we? Lee, I think we might have lost you for a second. You there? Yeah, I'm here now. Okay, okay, we got you. We got you. No, man, that's awesome. No, it's good. You know, the part of the reason that we reached out to you is uh, we saw the determination that you had because not only uh, are you creative, uh, you're a local artist here, um, but you know, when we saw that you know you had done so many marathons and running to California and all that, we are like, this is somebody that can help inspire uh, somebody else. And that's really one of the biggest goals here at Just a Couple Dudes is uh, for young men uh, especially, but, you know, for everybody uh, that it's, you know what, you can be better today than you were yesterday. So and That's been like my whole life journey, you know what I mean? So, or not my whole life journey, I should say, but the last like several years. So, um, you know, Six years ago, uh, I got a felony DUI. Um, I fought it for three years. I lost. I had to go to prison for four months. And uh, in prison at Florence West is where I ran my first marathon in my life. Uh, I had, you know, nothing to do. Obviously, wasn't trying to, like, make friends in there. Um, and, you know, like I said, I would always run, like, four to five miles, right? So, like, I'm bored, get up, I run a few miles reading books, can only read so much. Nighttime comes, I run another four or five miles. Next thing you know, I, I'm like, man, like somebody said a marathon and mapped it out. It was like 102 laps around the yard. And uh, and I was like, you know, fuck it. You know, like <laughs> I had nothing wow. to do. <laughs> You're so, like, I'll do it. Dude, literally, I ran my first marathon like the week before Father's Day in June in, in my freaking orange getup, uh, you know, a few years ago. And um and since then, when I got out, you know, I, I obviously was evaluating my life and uh, figuring out what to do. And I just began this journey to try to become a better human. And uh, when I started focusing on that, everything in my life improved. You know, my relationships improved, my business improved, the gigs I got improved. And um, I started noticing that, you know, and I started creating like a morning routine of things like reading books that are moving me forward, meditating, stretching, running, all these different things. And and this natural progression has now led to these 16 marathons. And when I did it last year, one of the words that you just said that really struck me was inspiration. And when I did it last year, you know, I'm chilling. And, and for a little bit, you know, I kind of had like a midlife crisis. I was like, man, obviously these marathons I just ran – impacted my community in a way my music never has it am i supposed to be doing this am i not supposed to be mm. doing music and and i had a friend text me and she said um i hope you continue to inspire and i was wow. like whoa that's heavy you know yeah um, and i really it, it took me six weeks bro it took me like six weeks to like process what i was going to do and then i realized like music is what i love it's my passion 
um, and they'll never stop doing that. But inspiration is my purpose. And, um, and I doubled down. I made the 16 by 16 Inc. a 501c3 nonprofit and committed to do this. Not only again this last year that I just did a few weeks ago, but like I'm going to do some sort of 16 by 16 challenge every year as like a big fundraiser and still trying to figure out what I'm going to do throughout the year. You know, this is new to me, but um, I'm committed. Well, that's the thing too, man. Inspiration inspires more inspiration, right? So you do something like that and you, you know, just by reflecting on that, you might think of the next thing. And I think that's the, that's the thing that always keeps you pushing and driving forward is because you know, the next thing you do is going to bring you to the next thing, literally, quite literally, you know, and, um, man, that's just crazy because, you know, we've had so many cool guests just like you just on, you know, talking about them deciding, making a mental decision to be better, but to also inspires the others around them. We had a guy who was as heavy as 540 pounds, get down to 205 pounds. And yeah, his name is Mike Gorman. Uh, Hey, Gorman, if you're listening, I love you, brother. Um, And he, he, he was on this incredible journey and it, it wasn't like he lost it. And it's this beautiful story of him losing weight, right? He lost over 150, 200 pounds, put back on hundred pounds, lost hundred pounds, put back on 50. He, he yo-yoed, he, he had a whole crazy journey with it, but he, he did it. And now he inspires so many people by you doing what you do, by doing the 16 by 16, by making that mental decision to just be a better human, finding a purpose and inspiration, man, that that impacts so many other people and it's a ripple effect. That's the way I always see it. It's like a little ripple. It's like you do this one thing, right? That's the drop. And maybe instantaneously it'll get a few people, but that ripple gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I, I mean, I saw your video on Instagram when you're like, Hey, I just did 16 on 16. I was like, wait, what in the hell? Like this guy's insane. That's why I commented on it. I was like, dude, keep, keep doing it, man. I love it. And then, uh, and, and now for you to come on, anyone who listens to the show, hopefully they can, they can take a piece of that and maybe it'll help them, you know? Yeah, dude, it's, it's so true, man. And, and that's, that's a, such a driving thing. You know, uh, the, the daily mantra I say to myself is I am inspiration. And I've been saying that for longer than I realized that I was. And, and the reason that I picked that inspiration uh, or that, that mantra it's because it's like all encompassing, right? Like, so if I act in a way that is inspiring to somebody else, then I'm probably eating right. I'm probably working out. I'm probably listening to empowering YouTube videos. I'm reading books that are expanding my consciousness. You know what I mean? So if I, I, I'm very much like my brain is scattered. So if I can find something that like encompasses more in one, something like that, like, you know, I am inspiration then it helps me out a lot, you know? And so I've been, that's been my daily like mantra for. So uh, to those of you listening, uh, we kind of had a little bit of a technical difficulties, but you know what? We, we pushed through it and that reminds me of uh, through your runs and also, you know, creating music and stuff like that. You run into ruts and stuff like that. I know uh, on some runs or especially the run to California, there were some times you really were like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Is there any way you can go into detail about that? Yeah. I mean, uh, there were ups and downs, you know what I mean? So it was super cool is that um, I knew that going in, the mindset going into it that really helped me the most was, um, I had zero expectations as to what that day was going to look like. 
So um, I didn't hold myself to any sort of standard. The only standard was is that I was going to finish every day that I was supposed to do. And, you know, ironically, weirdly, strangely, day 11 last year and day 11 this year were, were the days that I wanted to quit. Um, I don't know why, um, but last year I was literally – struggling and, and you know in the midst of this there's, there's moments right where like you feel so awful you're dragging and you don't want to be there but then at some point like you just give in and you let go and you accept what it is and the next thing you know uh miles are going by and you're feeling better about that um but like last year on day 11 like i was struggling i never had a moment where i was feeling like i was gonna like lift up and, and feel inspired and uh, one of the little girls I met in the cancer unit, when I would go donate my time and play music for them, uh, this cute little girl named Peyton sent me a text from her dad's phone. And she said, um, you don't have to be out there struggling and in pain. We have no choice the pain that we're in. And it's just like, bro, wow. like, that was like a, a moment, you know? And I was like, and, and I never felt better, right? But I, but that drive and that determination, like, fuck, dude, I will finish this day. You know what I mean? Like, and, um, and it's weird, man. It, like this year, day 11, um, struggling, man. Just couldn't get it into gear. I was in Prescott because this year I did uh, 16 marathons, 16 days in 16 Arizona cities. On day 11, I did Prescott and it was wow. cold. And it was rainy and it was windy and my mentality was shitty and I didn't want to be there uh, and I was struggling. And uh, I don't know, about 10 miles in, uh, not even, I think it's like six miles in, I, I texted my fiance and I was just like, hey, like, uh, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> if I was you, I would just go drive back down the mountain um, and, and come pick me up at like eight o'clock. Like I was just already defeated, you know? And um, dude, she... Uh, well, I think she's like Sprouts or something like that. And next thing I know, she she's not a runner at all. Next thing I know, she's running up to me and grabs my arm. She's like, "Let's do this thing!" And uh, wow, she, she ran like ten miles with me and like just damn what? Yeah, dude, just shifted my entire focus and and you know uh, and you know when you're grumpy, bro, it's not like no quick switch. You know, it's not just like no. Uh, so it's like, and sometimes you don't want anybody to be like, come on, bro, let's do it. You know? <laughs> no, you don't want to turn it off. You're just like, I'm, I'm fucking pissed, dude. I want to just be mad. Yeah, man. And you know, I love her so much. And uh, I looked at her and I, I couldn't just be mad. Right. So like, I just kind of stewed in my stuff for a minute. And after like a couple miles and she was just still hitting it with me, I was, I started to shift. I started to change a little bit and you know, I think I would have been out there several hours longer if it wasn't for her that day. Well, yeah, that's the thing about when you're going through hard times. I know, I think everyone has gone through hard times in life, or if you haven't, you're sadly, you're going to, uh, it's so important to have good people surrounding you. So yeah. important to have those people that are just 100% in your corner, because there's times that you don't even want to be in your own corner. You know, where you're wanting to quit, just like you said, you know, because I know, I know for me, there was times where I just, I didn't want to keep going, but the people that, you know, luckily, you know, I had best friends that I consider family. I call them my, my boys, you know, they're my brothers, you know, and then of course, like, you know, family, like my parents, uh, it's just so important to surround yourself with good people. And uh, too often, you know, it's like, if we only had a week to live, the people you're hanging out with now, would you spend that week with them? 
And if you Dude. if you wouldn't, then maybe you need to find some different people in your life, you know? Yeah. And that's tough, man. You know, especially like I used to drink a lot and, and do stuff and, you know, being in, in the music industry and playing music, you know, basically almost every night of the week at bars and restaurants and clubs that give you a free tab and, you know, you walk in, they're like, Jameson on the rocks, you know, or whatever it is. And, uh, you know, as I made this transition to, to live a sober life, like, not everybody wants to live that life. Not everybody's comfortable with it. Some of those people, like, I just need to not be around. And, and that doesn't mean that, like, anybody's a bad person. But it's tough, man, when, when you're transitioning, you know, and you feel like, oh, man, I should be hanging out with my boys and drinking whiskey till the sun comes up and playing songs around the campfire. And it's, you know, it's... Yeah, it's weird, right? Isn't alcohol, I mean, other things too, but especially alcohol, it's a weird thing with that, like... If someone doesn't drink, like some people take offense to that. If they're like, hey, man, you want to drink? And you're like, no, they get offended. And, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, I'll have a few beers. But if someone doesn't want to drink, it's like, oh, cool, man. Like, do you. But for a lot of people, they, they put that pressure on you. It's almost like they take offense that you're not going to drink. And it's hard to be around that if you are someone who wants to be 100% sober, you know. And so I do commend you for that, man, because that's a real, that's a strong journey to go on. And, and for me... I've never been one that that um, was like, you know, cutting something cold turkey or making some hard decision. For me, it's, it's been this progress, as with everything else in my life over several years, you know. So, um, you know, as I moved into running all these marathons, as I moved into uh, living a life of inspiration and stuff like that, you know, I kind of I think of it like this. When you start filling your life with positive stuff, negative stuff has no place to be, you know. So as I putting more things in my life that are positive and lifting myself up kind of naturally start drinking less. I need to have more responsibility. I need to wake up the next day and handle my obligations and do these other things like my morning routine that actually make me feel good. You know, when, when I don't do the stuff that I do, like meditate and read and run and stretch and work out, like I'm not as nice. I'm not as patient. I'm not as kind, you know? And so like you start to see, that there's a real thing here and and the more you commit to it the more you kind of stepping away from that other stuff you know no absolutely there's one thing i've learned uh just you know me and eric were both 28 years old is that the importance of discipline you know yeah. whether it's you discipline one life and then all you know one part of your life and then all of a sudden the other uh part of your life starts getting disciplined and then all of a sudden you realize like yeah you're not out late drinking and stuff because you're like nah man i want to hit the gym early tomorrow because i've got this other thing i got to do and you know all of a sudden you're these these unhealthy things that you had in your life that you know that you even looked forward to you're like no i'm cutting them out because i've got something better like to me it's just funny because I, I've been that person that was overweight and, you know, I'd go out drinking, you know, and uh, but then once I started getting regimented and I started becoming disciplined, you know, I realized how like I was just living such a half-assed life like and it, it had nothing to do with just drinking. It was just like the fact that I was just not disciplining myself to one specific goal. You know, I wasn't trying to become better every single day. And when you're not trying to be better every single day, you become stagnant or you become worse. Uh, I I agree totally. And it's just a a crazy life journey, you know, when whether it's like putting positive stuff in your life and then naturally negative stuff leaves or or you're moving forward, not looking back, you know, like I said, for for me, it, it was 
uh, a hard transition and a painful one um, to kind of let go of people that I do love, um, but that live a different lifestyle than the lifestyle I'm trying to live and now that I am living. And the, the cool thing is, is that when we move forward into whatever it is our inspiration is, whatever it is we're trying to do with our life, new people will come in, you know? So like I got mm-hmm. my boys and I always know, right? If I want to go drink whiskey and I want to sing songs around the fire until the sun comes up, I know who to call, you know? <laughs> and, and, and I mm-hmm. love the, I love those people. Those are my brothers, you know? Um, but as I move forward into running these marathons and, and giving back and doing charity work, I've met a lot of beautiful people as well. Oh yeah, man. It's, it's awesome. The, the different seasons of life, you know, and, and I, I know I can speak for myself, you know, it's, it sounds like you've gone through some dark times. I know I have gone through some dark times too. And you know, it's like, I don't even regret them. They were terrible and they were the worst things I've ever gone through. Uh, But it's like, now I've seen how dark things can get. And so now, you know, every day is beautiful. And then I'm like, you know what? I want to try this. I've never done this before. I want to try this. And then, you know, uh, it just, it's just like, I, it led me to a life of discovery. Like I feel like, That's like cool. I true. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do feel like that. And, uh, you know, honestly, one of the reasons that we, uh, we hit you up was, uh, what's the, what's the name of your latest album? Can you tell everyone? Oh, what's that got to do with my dreams? What's that got to do with my dreams? You know, I, you know, like you were saying that you're an inspiration. And I feel like when people actually do with what they're supposed to do, like what their dreams are, you know, what they were meant to do, you inspire others because everyone else has a dream. Everyone else has something they're supposed to do. And, you know, I just loved that that was the name of your album because Uh, I was like, man, I mean, seriously, it's so beautiful and it's simple, you know, and to you is probably so like, so laissez faire, like, Hey, what's that got to do with me? You know, but that is inspiring because that's what everyone needs to have that kind of mindset. Like if you be the best person you can be and do what you're supposed to do, you're going to help others. Dude, it's, it's funny. I'll, I'll tell you that, that story real quick about that. Um, so it's, it's, a, there's a song called what's I gotta do with my dreams. I ended up naming my album that, and, um, uh, it was it was a horrible summer, like a few summers ago, um, and I was I was at a band practice, right? And uh, my bass player, or my bass player at the time, Paul Anthony, amazing dude, hilarious dude. Um, I love being around him. And um, we're in band practice, and he's the one to always break the ice, right? So like, I swear to God, dude, my my grandfather got put in a home with dementia. Uh, our AC went out in the middle of August here in Arizona. My car failed. Ooh. Uh, and my the emissions test and just like and I was just ranting you know and literally my my boy Paul he, he just looks at me like yeah man well what's all that got to do with my dreams bro <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> and uh, and I you know we all start laughing and um, and the guitar player Jason Johnson who's nasty guitar player in town um, he was just like dude that's a song and I was like that is a song. And right mm-hmm. then I, I wrote like a couple lines and literally in that song, I'm talking about my missions test and the, the, the tube that went out in my amp and like all these different things. And, uh, and then it was just, it was born, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's uh, like you brought up David Goggins. It's like, yeah, my AC's out. Roger that. Oh, this yeah. happened. Roger that. That happened. Roger that. Merry fucking Christmas. Like, what are you going to do about it? You know, it's like, yeah. it's like you can look at things in a lot of different ways. And I get the same way. Dude, when, when you kind of get hit with a few things in a row, you start to get a little down and you start to get a little, you want to rant about it. 
but you really think you're like, what does this have to do with my life's purpose and my life's mission? Mm-hmm. Two years from now, am I going to look back and think about this? No, I'm probably not. You know what? Roger that. I'll take care of it. I'll get on to the next thing because there's more important things for me to actually put my my energy into, right? Because you only have so much energy. How much? How many things in your life are you going to put energy towards? I love that. And one of the things I picked up along the way of this like journey is, um, you know, having a top five every day. So on that top five is not make the bed. It's not organize and clean up my email. It's what are what are five things that are going to lead you towards the life you want to live? And right, you mm-hmm. guys are on my top five today. And how, how cool is that? Like I get to check something off that's fun to do, cool to do. Every time I get to share my story, it only love it. It only puts it more in me, right? The more I get to talk about it, the more I get to feel it, the more energy I'm putting into it. This is talking to you guys right now is leading me towards the life that I want to live. And, you know, sometimes we've got to put some stuff on that list, like figure out how to start a podcast. You know what I mean? It's, and some of that stuff is stuff that like we drag our feet on because we don't know how to do it, but that's the stuff we need to do. Yeah, it is, dude. Just like you said, you know, when I was starting a podcast not too long ago, man, I was just like, what do I do? I, you know, and I could have very easily not done it, right? Yeah. Could have very easily put it on the back burner and been like, no, you know, I'm not Rogan. I'm not this person, not that person. But you decide to push forward. You decide to expose yourself, make the uncomfortable, very familiar, close to your, the chest, and then you do it. And you come out on the other side a better person and you, and you just become better from it. Yeah, that what you just said reminds me of this book I read. And the book, the na- the name of the book was "The Principle of the Path" uh, by Andy Andy Stanley. And basically, it talked about like everyone has goals, everyone has dreams. You know, maybe it's I want to be a millionaire one day, I want to be the best father one day, or best musician, or the best accountant. You know, blah blah blah, right? But are we all taking steps towards the path to get to those dreams? You know, that, and that's basically what that book was t- uh, telling about was that like, you know, we all have these dreams and these goals, but every day, are you making steps on that path? You know, are you doing things that will get you to your goal? You know, and uh, it, we, we sometimes can be, uh, we can be delusional in the fact that we get blinded by our own dreams. You know, oh, I want to do this one day. I want to do that. But it's like, no, today is important too. You know, the future is important, of course. You got to think about the future, but today is just as important. And I think that is a beautiful thing that you have a top five for every single day of things that you want to accomplish or achieve or pursue for. Yeah, man. It just it helps me stay focused, you know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm scattered, you know? So, like, it's something that I come back to. Like, I, I wish I could tell you I wake up at 6, and by 8 a.m., my morning routine's done, and I've worked out. And by 9 a.m., I'm on the computer doing emails. You know, like, it, there are days I do that, and I feel like I'm, I'm murdering it. But there are days where it's like, you know, it takes me the entire day to go through my checklist. And having a top five is something that I can literally come back to throughout the day and be like, oh, man, I got I was picking up dog poop, and I, I got caught up changing the oil or whatever. Like, I need to do this thing here. And, you know, even if you only get one thing done or three things done, it's about that consistency and the every day they start adding up on each other. And another little tidbit that I got along the way that I really like is a, a friend told me um, a daily commitment to be 1% better. And 1% mm-hmm. of your day is like, what, like 10 minutes? So yeah. what, what company wouldn't take a 365% growth over the course of the year? 
we're talking about a 10 minute investment or whatever that is. And like you said, what, when these good things start com uh, combining with each other, you know, when I, when I run and I work out, then I tend to want to eat better. Then I tend to want to go to sleep earlier. Then I tend to want to do more of these things. So I just try to keep myself in this cycle of uh, like positivity and moving forward. And when I'm able to stay there, you know, uh, it's great. And then when I get off track, you know, I try to catch it as soon as I can because those days can add up, bro. Those potato chips in the couch look real good, you know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, one other thing I kind of want to ask you is, uh, so I myself, I never really considered myself a creative person growing up, you know? Some I felt very logical. I, I felt like there was... I could learn anything. There was nothing I felt like I couldn't learn. But when it came to drawing, painting, creating, you know, I was, I kind of lacked, I felt like. And then all of a sudden, um, I'm kind of been bit by the bug. It actually was because uh, two years ago, I started in a garden. And in that garden, you know, all of a sudden I had like 150 plants, you know. That's so and, cool. Oh, dude, it was awesome. It really inspired me. I was like, wow, life is more than just, you know, me learning something that someone already knows it's it's about creating you know and so i what i really wanted to talk to you about too is like you as a musician you know how did you get in that mindset of creativity what led you to that and then uh, also could you speak about the benefits of being a creator yourself yeah i mean the the benefits for me is i for one i always had something to turn to right you talked about um darkness in my life and and that is true uh you know i came from alcoholic family my dad wasn't around you know my mom was an active drinker uh you know my only brother you know at 26 years old uh lost his life to heroin and oh uh, man i'm sorry i, I mean it's you know I, me too um but you know we, we we take from these lessons like i said I, six years ago i had a felony dui and i had to go to prison for it uh, you know, so I've had a lot of moments and to be able to have something creative to always fall back on. Right. So my brother dies and I have my guitar and I write some songs about it. Um, you know, two songs specifically, uh, like a train off track and triple a, uh, were two songs on that. What's I got to do with my dreams album that are specifically about him, you know? And, um, mm -hmm. and so th to have that, to have like something that's productive and healthy and it's a release, right? Whether it's, it's the words I'm writing, whether it's the, the music I'm playing, and then the continued almost like therapeutic session, right? Like, so there are days that I play those songs and, you know, I'm just playing a song, you know, but there are days that those songs help me connect back to him. Um, and so it's just, it's been a super healthy thing for me to express myself and release things through the years. Um, and then how I get myself in the zone um, has kind of changed over the years. Um, for me now, I, I realize the only thing it really needs is space, right? So um, I just kind of need to let go of that global to-do list, you know, uh, with what you guys are doing. I'm sure there's like an endless amount of ways you could promote the podcast and record the podcast and, and get guests and hit this person. It's like literally like if, mm -hmm. if you never turned it off, it would never turn off. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, get that. You're literally reading our minds. <laughs> <laughs> and so like for me, I've had to learn how to turn it off. So either the inspiration comes and I've learned to set aside everything, 
So maybe I'm like, oh, I wake up and I'm like, oh man, I got to catch up on my email. I got to do this. I got to do that. But then a song idea comes, fuck it, bro. I'm doing nothing else but that damn song. And I'm going to sit down. I'm going to work on this song until either I can't stand it anymore or the song's done. And that has, has really changed my level of songwriting, the productivity of songwriting. And then the other way for me is like, cool, some days I just need to clear the day, set aside four hours, and, and have no expectations. Maybe I come up with a cool, couple cool riffs. Maybe I write a poem. Maybe I write a song. But I'm not forcing nothing. You know what I mean? But I'm just creating a, a space and an environment to allow something to happen. Yeah, isn't the weird thing too with like creation? Like, a, you get an idea in your head, and then all of a sudden, you just become obsessed with it, and you're like, "I can't sleep until I see this thing out." Bro, I wrote a song called "Holiday" uh, when I was recording that album in Tennessee. That's where I go out to record. I have a great team of people in Chattanooga, and just like they're like super humble, super amazing musicians. It's just an amazing opportunity for me, so that's where I go, including the two singles that came out this year. Um, but dude. <laughs> I came up with this thing and like every moment in between us, like tracking, I'm playing this same thing over and over again. I'm writing lyrics. And that night I was up till like 4 a.m. finishing it because I just couldn't sit down. Like I should get some sleep, bro, and be like rested for the next day's tracking session. But I couldn't. I just I had to. <laughs> no, I mean, and there's one thing you you said it earlier. Like you know, there's some days I wake up at five a.m. or six a.m. and I do this and I do that. But it's like you know what, man? It really everyone should live their own timeline. You know, there there are days that you gotta wake up early, you know, to meet with people or like you said, send emails and stuff. But like sometimes those best times are when it's late at night and it's just you yourself and I, and you're just like. It's just, you're just working on yourself, you know, you're yeah. creating something. And so like, I don't hate on people that, that have that drive, like what you're just saying or because like it, it is contagious. It's hard not to do it too. And really, I mean, that's just how you become better yourself when you're really just pushing yourself wee hours of the night, you know? I think um, it goes both ways. Right. So I think there's a magic in the wee hours and some people, uh, like, I don't know if you guys know do E.T. Thomas. He's like an inspirational dude. Uh, he's a beast of a dude. That dude wakes up at 3 a.m. every day. He wakes up at 3 a.m. You know, oh. and, you know, I'm sure Goggins gets up early. But then there are other people that are up till 3 a.m., you know. And I, there's a magic to those late night hours or those early morning hours. And what I really think it is, is because it's quiet, bro. Like, nobody's yes. calling you. Nobody's Facebook messaging you. It's just you and silence. No, yeah, the importance of silence. I mean, uh, we've all heard it. You know, if we think about it, if we just even go back just like a hundred years, you know, we didn't have we didn't have the radio, we didn't have the TV, we didn't have all these things right up in our face. You couldn't just call up a friend. You know, there was times where you just you were and you know cars weren't even that prevalent then you know uh so it's like you just walked and you you spent time you know just to yourself and to your own thoughts processing things and thinking to yourself and you know we've lost that and it's it's amazing technology is amazing this this uh conversation wouldn't be happening yeah. if it wasn't for technology but 
we cannot forget the importance of silence. And, you know, luckily I feel like we're getting a taste of it uh, through this quarantine, you know, where all of a sudden things have slowed down big time and we're getting able to, uh, we're finally being able to see like, wow, I really wasn't spending that much time with my wife or with my kids or cooking dinner. I, I was just always going out and all of a sudden now I've been cooking dinner. I forgot how much I, I like to cook dinner. Yeah, dude, that that meme cracked me up. That was going around. It's like it's like second week without sports on TV, and the guy goes, "Who's that strange woman sitting on my couch?" <laughs> <laughs> oh man. yeah, it's so true. It's so true, man. And I mean, even just going back to, I like what Anthony brought up about the whole timeline, and like even what you were talking about, like that special hour. Um, I think I think what's important is that we find a rhythm and a flow, a state of flow. Larry Fitzgerald for the Cardinals, he talks about flow. He just talks about, I need to get into my flow. I need to get into my rhythm. And you find your rhythm and you know what that is. And it's different from between you, between me, between that other person. But the important thing is that we know what it is. We can identify it. We can find it, find it, and then we can hone in on it. And that's where you get your creation and your ideas and your drive and your inspiration from. And I mean, like that. one of the cool things, like even yesterday, I'd done so much uh, me and Anthony were talking about the podcast. I was reaching out to people, doing my thing with it, right? And then he called me. I think it like I don't know. I was really I was exhausted. It was like nine or ten o'clock at night. We talked for like an hour and ten minutes on the phone, just about purely. It was just ideas. It was like one idea to another, to another, to another, and we we're in that state of just like flow. And all of a sudden, I just felt exhausted and just overwhelmed. I was like, "All right, bro, let's go to bed." <laughs> but then I woke up this morning with this peace of mind, like wow, we got so much, we, we thought of so much, we hashed it out and we're going to move forward and start doing different things. And here I am today, I'm talking to you. I'm getting even more ideas, even more inspiration because you know your story is so impactful and what you're doing is so incredible. And uh, I think that's the cool thing about life. I think that's the cool thing about maybe even Corona right now, right? The whole state of the world with COVID, we're kind of forced to be more still, but to to, to to dwell on our thoughts and what we want to do and our ambitions. And uh, I do want to thank you though, man, for, for, for reaching back out to me. Um, Cause you, I mean, you're one of those people I can tell you were immediately down. You're like, let's set something up. And I'm like, all right, this is the times so you're like this time. And like, let's do it. And I was like, this guy's, this guy knows what's up, man. He's just ready to, he's just ready to go. No, it's so true, man. Like, you know, we're, we're in the same community, you know, and, uh, me connecting with you, you know, it's just I get to hear a little bit about you guys. And like even when you're talking just now, I was thinking back to one of you guys said something, you know, li- like living a life of discovery, you know, the, the opening our eyes to not not doing the same routine and, and making mistakes and trying new things. You know, it, it really opens us up to to see what's next. You know, we always do the same shit. We always going to do the same shit. You know what I mean? So. It's a, it's cool, man. We we gotta make mistakes, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you have any. Let's say if you have any last things you want to say to any of our listeners. You know, here at just a couple dudes, uh, we try to re- we want people's day to be better today than it was uh, the day before. Is there anything you could uh, personally say that uh, some ending words that you would like to throw out there? Um, stuff don't happen overnight, man. You know, um, I don't think you can learn to enjoy the process until you start the process, you know, and mm-hmm. I've, I've never, 
uh, I would never just go out and do the damn thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I never was one that was like one of those guys that was like about the work, you know, there are people that are just like, Oh, I love the hour in the gym. Or I love, you know, playing scales all day. You know, like I, I would prefer to snap my fingers and just have it, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I've learned over time, you know, that it's so much more rewarding. You know, I feel, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody earlier today, and this is kind of what it boils down to. You know, when you put in the daily work, there's a confidence, a true confidence that comes from that. You know, it doesn't matter what happens in the day. I, I'm less bothered, right? Because, like, I've done the work to not only make myself a better person, so mentally I feel better about myself, but I'm also making myself a better person. So I do have more patience. I do have these things, and I, I notice myself reacting differently or interacting with people differently and putting out a different energy. So, uh, But it didn't happen right away. You know, I was putting in the work because, like, that's what I was trying to do, and it took me, like, six months, nine months to really start to look back and see, like, Oh man, I'm changing, man. You know, and and it's like to be in in one side of life, say I'm all the way to the left and I'm trying to move to the right. You know, it takes a while to get to that tipping point to where you're actually now living more on the right side than the left side. And when you get there, psh, it's exciting. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Well, man, I want to appreciate uh, I appreciate you coming out here, Lee. Uh, where where can people find your stuff? Find your music. Uh, follow you on Instagram and all that. Uh, everything is just uh, Lee Pereira. So uh, my name is spelled L E E, last name Pereira P E R R E I R A. So Instagram at Lee Pereira, Twitter at Lee Pereira, Facebook just search Lee Pereira. My website is just www.leeperera.com. And if you want to um, check out the nonprofit, there's a link right on my Lee Pereira website that takes you to that website. So. Awesome, man. And one of my last questions is, uh, where are you originally from? I'm originally from Long Beach, California. Oh, man. You got an interesting, uh, you got an interesting accent for someone from Long Beach. I think you, it's Do you get that a lot? I do. And I think it's because um, twice, twice a year, if not more, um, for the last several years, I go to Tennessee to record new music. So. Oh yeah, you were talking about Chattanooga. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Dude, Chattanooga is one of the coolest cities. If you uh, anyone that out there listening, if you've never been to Chattanooga, that is a cool city. I mean, uh, I believe it's is it the Tennessee River that goes through it? Yeah. Uh, uh, it's just it's really fun, upbeat. Uh, I mean, just music. Uh, it's just a town, a city of creativity. It really that's how I see it. It is, and it's like. It's like not as known as say like Nashville or Memphis. So it still feels like chill and like peaceful and green and beautiful, you know? Oh, oh yeah, man. I was gonna say a personal favor to Anthony. He keeps talking about Memphis. I really want to go to Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, good for you. But yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, Memphis. I mean, honestly, Tennessee, yeah, Memphis is a whole different crowd too. Cause I I we love the blue I love the blues. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So that's why I love Memphis. Just going to any restaurant and you got blues playing. But uh I'll do yeah. my the highlight of my musical career so far is uh a few years ago, uh I opened for Buddy Guy at Marquee Theater and then uh he invited me on stage and I got to jam with him. Oh, dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay, man. So uh, I'll get this put together and edited, and I'll get it over to you on Gmail and or a OneDrive, Sweet. so you can have access to it, and you can do whatever you want with it, man. So we're not, you know, do whatever you want. Take it up, chop it up, or do anything you want with it. It's all yours once we send it to you. We'll also have it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and for all the everyone who's listening, you can find Just a Couple Dudes podcast on all three forums I just mentioned. You can also find our Instagram at j.a.k.d underscore podcast. So that's Jack Podcast. And then check out Lee. Check out his music. Check out, tune into all the stuff he's doing on Instagram. He's got a really fun, really cool, inspirational Instagram page. Whether you like music, running, workout, inspiration, all that's there. And once again, Lee, I just really appreciate this, man. This has been an amazing time, amazing conversation. I'm really glad that you uh, decided to come on the show. Nah, man. Thank you all for having me. And uh, I'm excited to, to share this on all my socials with uh, all my peeps and expose them to what you guys are doing too. Heck yeah, brother. All right, man. Sounds good. And this is Anthony signing off.